The weather's starting to get a little cooler, but your produce choices are definitely heating up because some of the superfoods that are available in the fall are hitting their peak in your garden, like my Brussels sprouts and some of the squashes, and they can be found at the local farmer's markets and in the store. And you might not think how to use some of them or what to do with them, but that is what we're talking about today with Felicia Stoller. So you just hang on. Don't go anywhere. Life's too short. Life's too damn short. With your fun fitness friend, Melanie Cole, MS. And of course, when we're talking about superfoods, there is none other that we like to speak with than Dr. Felicia Stoller, she's registered dietitian, exercise physiologist, and fan favorite here at Radio MD. So Dr. Stoller talked about fall superfoods, autumn foods, Gosh, there's so many things, but people don't think of all these gourds as being superfoods. Let's talk about them. Give us your first favorite. Everything in the fall seems to be, like, sweet, you know? Like, you think about the squashes that you have, uh, sort of a little bit sweeter in, in, in flavor, and think about a lot of the fruits that we have. So let's start with, like, uh, fruits. We could start with tree fruits, so specifically apples um, are in season now. I mean, this really is the time of year to eat apples. Across the U.S., they, you know, they are, everybody's got their own different sort of um, varieties. As a matter of fact, I just got back from being in California, and I went to a farmer's market, and I was looking like they had totally different apples on the West Coast than what I'm accustomed to eating on the East Coast. So that was really, you know, interesting. Were they sweeter or were they more tart? What was different well, about them? I couldn't them? try them all. I just, you know, I just noticed all the different names of the apples, you know, the names, the colors. They just had completely different. I mean, I have no, I don't know the stat on like how many different varieties of apples there are, but, you know, it's just interesting. I'm sure that some are sweeter, some are tartar, some are better for baking, some are better for eating. You know, like there's always a little bit of, of, um, of that going on. Uh, as far as, you know, the variety. And I like, I mean, I know in New Jersey we get, we have lots of apples. People like to go apple picking. It's a fun activity to do with family. So this way you're, you know, you're not only going to get to keep the apples you pick, but you're doing some physical activity at the same time. And I think that's yeah, it's really, all good. you know, terrific. Um, another thing, right now we're getting pomegranates, right? So pomegranates are a superfood, as we like to think of it in terms of the phytochemicals that are in there and the plant pigments and it being, you know, rich in vitamins and... um... Okay, let's stop you right there, Dr. Stoller, because I am a pomegranate freak. I love them, but I do like to buy them already done and seeded because (laughs) there's... And there's things on, you know, Tasty Video on Facebook and stuff on how to get the seeds out of a pomegranate. I love them, but they're a pain in the ass. They Have you ever are, tried, you know, like, the spoon like, thing? It's like eating lobster. It's a lot of work to get to a little bit of stuff, you know? <laughs> it is. It is. And have you ever tried, I mean, they say you cut them in half a certain way. My daughter, and she showed me, and then she took a spoon, and she yeah. pounded on it, yeah, and all the I little have, seeds fell it. off in a bowl. <laughs> you know what? I am still, like, that old-fashioned, like, the way I did it as a kid. I sit with my fingernail, and I just, like, pick each one out and eat it. But, you know, when I was a kid, I would literally just bite down and like suck all the juice off the of the off of that little pissy part of the of the seed and then spit that out but now i eat the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're so good and you also find them now in recipes and you find and you can add them into salads oh my god they're so great but well, now I, when, I think we have more access to them i mean there may i don't know we if, do. you know if i don't know if any of them are being grown in the u.s but i think we, they're more widely available like i was saying to a friend the other day that my grandfather used to be in the fruit and vegetable business on the Lower East Side in New York. And, you know, I remember in the early 80s, I read an article in Seventeen Magazine about, you know, pomegranates. And I was like, hey, Grandpa, can you get me, can you get me one of those? 
And it yeah, was because they were harder to find. Expensive. Yeah. And now, but is, okay, so I know you and you know me, we like to eat the fruit instead of the juice. And right. But pomegranate juice is everywhere for smoothies and things, and it's also not as expensive as it used to be. Remember, a Palm right. Wonderful was like $18, and right. now it's six ninety nine or something. Well, right, right, because there's more of it available. So, yes, we are. Is it just as good for us? It is just as good, but, you know, again, like, I'm... I'm always going to be that advocate of eating the whole food versus, you know, just eating, uh, you know, drinking the juice. Because if you think about it, what you're getting when you eat the whole food is the fiber. You're getting the skin. So I think that, again, that is, um, you know, I think that that does lend itself to also, you know, slowing you down. You know, if you think about um, an apple, like let's say an eight-ounce glass of apple juice is like maybe 100 calories, whereas eating one full apple might be 40 or 50 calories. It takes like two seconds to drink, you know, an eight-ounce glass of juice, but it takes a little bit longer to actually eat and chew the apple. So that's where, you know, eating the whole food is definitely better than um, just drinking it as a juice. Well, it is almost always better for you. And with pomegranates, you just have to be careful if you're someone who can't do the the seed part, you know, right, or can't right. have. If you've got bowel issues, then, you know, steer right. clear. Okay, moving on. What else do you like uh, in the fall? Pears are in season. Oh, so good right, right now. Pears, right? We got that. So that's also like a great um, food, you know, to be eating now. Um, figs. You know, depending on and figs are somewhat they're they're finishing up right now. And again, I was just having them and uh, when I was out west. But um, we've got that um, as far as fruits go. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that sticks out in your head that's a fruit? Then it's like veggie heaven. It's all the. It certainly squashes. is veggie heaven. But but you know, even with the fruits and and mixing and matching them, like because dates and figs and the pomegranates all go together so well, and it just right. seems so fall. So you can grind those up in your blend tech or do something like that, make a nice, make a paste or a jelly when you've got all right. these extra bulk pears right. and things. Right, right, right. So, okay, yeah, so I mean, veggies. Great pairing, great pairing. So then we've got all kinds of squashes, right? So you've got acorn squash, you've got butternut squash, Spaghetti squash is very popular. I like something called delicata squash. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have not. What is it? So it looks almost like a melon. It's got sometimes it has little orange or green streaks going through it, and you slice it. You you seed it. You core it, and then you slice it. What I like about delicata is literally the skin is very delicate. So when you roast it, and I do recommend roasting it because it caramelizes. You can eat the skin on it. Oh. Just a little bit of oil. You could use olive oil. You could use palm oil, coconut oil, whatever. So is it like. not a, a squash? You want to do like cinnamon and you, you, you know, don't even the need to do that. It gets super sweet all on its own. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's that's a good one. We know sweet potatoes are in season right now, and regular potatoes are in season right now. Brussels sprouts, hello, my favorite. Fart food. We love that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they are my favorite. And right now, my plants are just, they're a little bit little, so I haven't grabbed them off yet. But boy, will I ever. And th- oh, so good. I've had them where they've been sauteed and had um, and been paired with pomegranates. How about that? Oh, there you go. See, and that's the thing. And what I recently was at a restaurant, and now I'm doing this myself, when I clean them and people don't know what to do with them, and you cut off the little tiny bottom and then just peel one layer off so you can wash them if that layer has some, but save those layers because sautéed or roasted in the oven for like five minutes and you've got like Brussels sprout chips, like when you right. make kale chips, they're right. to die for. I could eat 
50 of them and be so right. happy with those little pieces from the outsides. Right. And let's talk about root vegetables, right? Like carrots, parsnips, turnips, right? I know sometimes people look at them, they're like, what yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, parsnips and turnips have, have particular bad wraps because nobody knows what the heck to do with them. That's right. But um, they happen to be yummy. Again, you can roast them. Um, in the oven, I like to take, you know, when I make chicken soup, I use parsnips and turnips in my soup. And what I actually do when I'm done with the soup is I scoop those vegetables out and then I put them in a bowl and like people do the little fake, uh, you know, they do the fake mashed potatoes with cauliflower. I do that with the parsnips and the turnips. So like I do that out of chicken soup, but you can actually also do that um, out of the oven if you wanted to, you know, bake it or if you want to boil it. And you can, again, you're using root vegetables instead of potatoes. And I'm not saying potatoes are bad. I'm just saying if you want to change it up and do a little sneaky on your family, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, another one that's out right now is cauliflower. And last night for the holidays, I made orange cauliflower with oh, nice. onions. And we roasted them with onions and um, artichokes. And right. I'm just wondering... Is the orange, have you seen these orange cauliflower? Why are they yes, orange? Yes, I have. And I've seen green cauliflower and purple cauliflower. So why is that? I mean, did they, they it's color just a them? Hybrid. It's, okay. it's just a hybrid. I mean, listen, we know that we've, um, you know, been, you know, we crossbreed things and we've got all kinds of crazy, you know, colored foods and, and you know, cross-hybridized. I don't know what the purpose is of that. <laughs> But it doesn't taste different. Like, I I wish it tasted like cheddar cheese, you know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's certainly, but making cauliflower soup is one of my favorite things. Put a little truffle oil on there after you yeah. blend it up. It's some shallots. Oh, my God. Now, another one that sometimes is overlooked to eat, but is sort of the most popular of all I know of them. going to say. Is this pumpkin. time of month. is pumpkin. pumpkin. So yes. the, the kind that we carve is not the ones you eat, right? Correct. There are edible pumpkins, although maybe people do eat the ones we carve, but I know that there is definitely a different kind of pumpkin that you actually eat, and they are quite tasty. And, you know, if you don't want to buy the fresh one, I mean, you know, eating canned pumpkin, so there's when you go to the store, there's two different ways to get it. You can get plain cooked pumpkin, right, mush, or you can get <laughs> the pumpkin pie stuff that already has some sugar added to it um, and maybe has the pumpkin, pumpkin spice seasoning added to it. I actually really like to eat it, like the plain pumpkin. I mix that up. I take some of that and I mix it with vanilla yogurt and I make my own pumpkin, you know, flavored yogurt. Yeah, I saw a pumpkin dip on Facebook. I love some of those tasty videos. And, and you can make like see. a creme brulee with it. If you have yeah. ramekins around, you could put a yeah. little brown sugar on it and stick it in the broiler and you could like caramelize the top of it or you could do that, like put some berries on top, like take um, some berry puree if you have some berries that were in your freezer and put that on top and drizzle that on top, and, and then again, like, try to brulee that um, under a heat, or if you have one of those little blow torches, you can do that, too. You know, I saw another thing, and we didn't mention grapefruit, but they're oh, kind of right. abundant right now, and I saw a thing where somebody, they baked the grapefruit, they cut it in half like you were just going to eat it normally, and then broiled it. It looked yes. amazing. I want to yes, try it I tonight. Yes, they at a restaurant, they do that, too. They also can do it with, like, a bruleed grapefruit. Yep, and I, I also was just checking dates are also in season right now, and mm -hmm. kiwi fruit are other fruits that we get right now. So, yeah, it's very exciting. And here's my here's my best tip for the fall: uh, Indian corn that people get for decorations. You know, like people get yeah. that this time of year. You can eat it. 
when you're done with it as a decoration, you put it in a brown paper bag and stick it in the microwave, and it pops on the cob. Wow. I did not know that, so so that's a fun thing to try. A little tip is when stores reduce the prices of those and they really want to unload them, buy them up because you can eat them. Wow, that's a really great idea. And, of course, we didn't mention one of the superfoods of all superfoods, which would be kale. Right. Because as the fall comes in, you know, here you see it everywhere as a decoration. You see it everywhere, you know, just everywhere. And But people, okay, we talk about all these things, Dr. Stoller, and people just don't always know what to do with them. When people ask you, okay, so what, what do I do with fennel? What do I do with turnips? What, what do you tell them about finding places? And do you just tell you them to what? Google the some recipes? The internet is wonderful. First of all, two things I use all the time. Either I Google it or I go to Pinterest because Pinterest is like my go-to. For some reason, that just happens to be beaming with recipes all the time. But let me give you an example. In California last week, go to the farmer's market in Santa Monica, I see these weird-looking cucumbers. They're no bigger than a gumball, maybe slightly larger than a big, fat gumball. And they look like watermelon on the outside, literally the different, like, colors of green. And I said to the lady, what is this? She said, oh, it's a sour cucumber. And I bit She said, try one. I bit it. I bought them. I brought them back to my friend's house. We were making an Asian-themed meal. So I said, I have a great idea. Let's go get some rice wine vinegar. I had some udon noodles. And we made like a cucumber salad. Like I sliced up the cucumbers, added so a little bit of sugar, got the rice wine vinegar, and then shredded some carrots with the peeler like we peeled it for a different kind of texture and put it over noodles and, and added a little bit of ginger. And it was delicious. You know, had a cold noodle, noodle salad, just whipped it up. I kind of looked online for some ideas, but I just winged it. Like I'm the kind of person that, you know, I can, you know, take a few ingredients and, and sort of go with it. So that's what I recommend. I mean... Yes, there are fabulous cookbooks out there, and there's lots and lots and lots of recipes, but the Internet is a great source of recipes as well. Absolutely. It's such great information and great advice. And tell people where they can see more about you, Dr. Felicia Stoller. They can go to FeliciaStoller.com. I'm on all social media, so Instagram, Pinterest. Twitter is really where I spend most of my day, you know, Twitter and Facebook and um yeah, and, uh, you know, again, it's an exciting time of year. And and I just want to also encourage people, to get the weather's getting cooler, make soups. <laughs> soups are great. And, you know, people are asking me all the time, when you take all those root vegetables, you take all those vegetables and you heat it in a soup, are you taking away all their nutrition? No, not at all, especially if you're eating the fluid that it was just cooked in. So, okay. no, absolutely not. So that's a good, safe way, making soups, making blender things. You can do so much with these. So trying out some of these fall superfoods, and you can go to FeliciaStoller.com. And, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review, because that way like-minded people get involved and get involved in all these topics. And if you have some topics you want us to talk about, you can send that on. And one day, Dr. Felicia Stoller is going to teach me how to tweet because that's something that I'm not that good at yet, but I will be. And you are listening to Life's Too Short, so you got to make the most of it. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.